Today's a special day as we kind of wrap up this series called Experiencing God, Experiencing God series. And, uh, and this has been an awesome, incredible series for our church. It's been exciting for me over the last eight weeks to uh, see so many people just searching for God's will and, and, and trying to see what God wants for their lives, not just on a, on a macro scale, but on a daily, you know, everyday life, looking for God's you know, working and his activity in the world. And, uh, and so, you know, in many ways, experiencing God, uh, this journey, the past eight weeks, it's really kind of like, uh, it's sort of like a long journey that we, we can understand in our life. For example, if we're going to Florida, you know, we kind of know, let's say we go on a road trip, we go to Florida, we kind of know we got to go south, right? We just got to head that way, and, and eventually, hopefully, we'll land, you know, in, in Florida. And uh, so without a, without a GPS, you know, we can get there. But a GPS, man, it makes everything a lot easier, doesn't it? You can get there a lot quicker. You see the roadblocks. You see the detours that you need to make. And uh, you can get there at a lot faster time than you're just trying to wing your way through to get to Florida on a road trip. And I'm reminded of a time where, um, I don't know, probably about seven or eight years ago, and... Um, uh, we, we were doing a mission project on the west side of Detroit, and, uh, and we were feeding, uh, handing out uh, turkeys, you know, Thanksgiving, around Thanksgiving time, and and uh, in this particular location, I, I wasn't very familiar with it, and and uh, it was deep in the west side, and west side Detroit. I mean, you can get lost, you really can. And, and so, you know, we got there, we got to the destination. And, um, but we had someone that was going to come a little bit later who said, hey, Scott, I'll be there about 30 minutes later. And he was actually delivering, delivering the turkeys. He had the trailer and he was pulling the trailer. And I uh, said, so I'll be there uh, shortly after you get there. And um, I said, that'll be perfect. You know, we'll be there. We'll be ready for you when you show up. And so um, time got by and, and he's running late. Uh, so I called him. I said, hey, you know what's going on? He said, Scott, I'm lost. I said, what happened? He said, I, I, I put the address in, and, and, and I went to mapquest.com. How many of you ever used mapquest.com? It's the worst, it's the absolute worst direction you know, for anything. I mean, instead of going down Van Dyke, it's to go down Van Dyke, it, it, they give you a different name. It's like SR number five. You know, and you're like, what's that, you know? And, and so he's lost because he's going by all these names of the road that you and I are not familiar with. And so he's like, man, I don't know where I'm at. And I'm not, I'm not even sure where I'm at. You know, he's trying to tell me where he's at. I said, dude, I have no idea. So I'm trying to look at my phone and trying to help him and trying to guide him. And, uh, and, and finally, about an hour late, you know, he finally shows up. We get it. And, and I pull up and, and he was like, oh, man, God, I'm so sorry. He had a 20-page printout of MapQuest.com. You know, I'm looking at it. I said, it, it didn't make sense at all. And uh, so, you know, it, 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 they should cancel MapQuest.com. They should shut it down because it's the worst, right? And, and, so, um, and so he showed me all this, and I looked on the console, and I noticed that he had the, the newest iPhone. <laughs> I said, you know, you had an iPhone. He said, yeah, so. He said, you know you have a GPS on your phone. He said, oh, yeah, I, you know, the only thing I know how to do on it is make a phone call. I said, you had the power of a GPS, and you had to use some printout analog mapquest.com when you had the 
power to get here quickly. And here's what I want to do for us. Today, I want to help us you know, get rid of the mapquest.com, and I want us to get, tap into God's GPS system. And I want us to, uh, because this my experience in God's journey, that's an eight-week program that we just went through. And this is a lifelong journey. We're just getting started. I mean, if we're on this road trip and this past eight weeks, we're, we're, you know, we're going to Florida on that road trip, we're still on Van Dyke. All right? We might be pulling out and sitting on the sit, but we're, down, we're just getting started. And, and, and the danger that I, I hope that don't happen is that you, you know, just marches off as another message series and we're moving on. We're going to talk about something else. I, I, I hope that you will keep the principles and, and that you will keep the journey, that you will keep plugging into God's GPS system, that you will continue what we've talked about to get to the destination that God wants to take you. That's what I hope for you. That's my prayers for all of us. He's got a plan for you. And, and that's what this message series has all been about. God's purpose for your life and accomplishing the purpose of God that he has for you and for every one of us. And if you're here today and you're breathing, if you're here and you're breathing, then God is not done with you. He's got a plan and he wants to be a part of it. And so that's where we've been. And we've, we've been talking about seven realities in this message series. And, and I'm going to talk about the last reality and then we're going to kind of talk about how to keep the journey, how to keep it going, past this last message of the series today. And so experiencing God, reality number seven. It says, I come to know God by experience. Uh, by the way, I love that. Not by intellect. Uh, I mean, I do want us to know God here. We have to have a head knowledge. But what we're trying to get in this message series is to get from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. Y'all with me? I mean, we want you to experience God because God, God is not something you just want you to know here. He wants you to know in the everyday lives. He wants you to live it out through your heart. He wants it to be a part of your DNA, part of your lifestyle. This is how he wants you to roll. He says, I come to know God by experience. And as I obey him, that's the key, obey. As I obey him, and he accomplishes work through me. This ongoing obedience is the key to keeping the journey alive, to keep pushing forward, to keep experiencing God. It's this ongoing obedience. Obedience is the key. If you want to know God's will, obedience. Every day, I can know God more. I can experience him more, but it only happens as I continue to obey him. Obey him. When I obey him, he reveals more of himself to me. And so obedience is the key. John chapter 15, verse number five. This is the key verse. We'll talk about it in the first couple of weeks. And now we're going to kind of land the plane with the key verse again, because this is the key to unlock the whole door to the experiencing God. John chapter 15, verse 5, the words of Jesus, he says, I am the vine, and you, talk about us, we're the branches. Then he said, if you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Let me stop here for just a minute. If you're looking at your handout notes, if you want to take note, the word remain this word remain actually means a continuous 
obedience. The verb right here in the original language, it's not a one-time remain. It's not a, hey, come remain with me on Sunday and on Monday do your own thing. That's not what we're talking about. This word remain, it's a continuous, hey, you do it on Sunday, you're living it out on Monday, you're living it out on Tuesday, Wednesday, you're living it out all throughout the week. This is a constant remaining, it's a constant, continuous obedience of me remaining, plugging in, staying connected with God all the time. Jesus said, I'm the vine, you're the branches. You've got to stay connected to me. Don't just connect with me once every great while. Don't just connect with me, you know, once a month. I want you to connect with me every day. Because if you get disconnected, he said, then, then you're, you're going to get off the, off the, off the track. You're going, to, you're going to get off the journey. You're going to get off course. You're going to get lost. Look at verse number six. Jesus, don't talk. He said, if you don't remain in me, you're like a branch that's thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up and thrown into the fire and burned. You become useless if you're not connected and remaining in Jesus. He said, if you remain in me and my words remain in you. I love the two way here. You know, we're going to remain in God, but God is going to constantly, his words going to remain in him, remain in us. I mean, remain in him and the word of God the power of God, the spirit of God is going to remain in us. It's a two-way street. And we're connected into the GPS of God's guidance system in our life. We call it the Holy Spirit. And he, and he said, so if you remain in me and my words remain in you, he said, ask whatever you wish, wish, and it will be done for you. And then he said, and I love this, this is to not your glory, not to give yourself a pat on the back and say, hey, look what I've done. He said, no, we do this for the Father's glory. He said that you bear much fruit. How you bear fruit? You've got to be connected to the branch. You've got to be connected to the vine. You've got to be connected to Jesus. He said that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. You see, this past eight weeks, it's all about the discipleship of our lives. It's all about growing in a relationship with him. The discipleship is not just, hey, I come on Sunday or I just attend a life group. No, discipleship is much more than that. Discipleship is just experiencing God's journey that we've been talking about for the last eight weeks. It's a daily, day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute adventure as we walk with God. And the more that we connect with God, the more we begin to bring fruit and the, and the fruit that, of, of our lives. And, and people are going to look out and say, no, there's something different about so-and-so. There's something different about you. It's because you, are, you have the mark of a disciple. You're following after Jesus, and you're bearing fruit. You're showing godly results in your life and in the lives around you. And no one is doing God's will. That's what God wants. He wants us to get, on back, get back on track. Not just some eight-week program that we just kind of go through the motions. And see, that's what, unfortunately, the Christian life is what we see so many times. It's that so many Christians which are kind of going through the motions. And God said, man, life is so much better than that. If you want to experience me, I'll tell you what you can see. And it's so much better than that. Trust me. 
And so that's taking these seven realities that we talk about, revealing those things. We're connecting with him. You're looking for God's invitations every day. You're joining him where he's at work. You're, you're looking and listening to the voice of God every day. And, and you follow after him. And the more you know him, the more you love him, the more you obey him, and the more you experience him. I think that's what you want, I think. I know that's what I want. That's what I want for my life. That's what I want for your life. You can, by the way, experiencing God it doesn't mean you quit your job. You can experience God in the job that you're in. You really can. You can experience God in your homes. You've got little kids, and you can't sleep at night. Guess what? You can still experience God. You really can, and that's where God has you. Whatever that looks like, you, my friend, you can experience God wherever you're at. And so, today I just want to talk about how do we continue this journey. And what I don't want you to do is just unplug the GPS and just kind of go back to the motions. How do we continue this journey? And so for the next few minutes, I got five quick thoughts here. How do I experience God more and more every day? How do I do the constant remaining, right? Abiding, that's another word in, we see in the translation, remain, abiding, continuous obedience. So number one, if you want to take notes, we got to continue to do the last thing God told you to do. Continue to do the last thing that God has told you to do. There are times when it feels like you haven't heard from God in a while. You know what I'm talking about? God tells you to do something. God says, take that job or, or get in that relationship. And then, and then you don't hear from God. And you wonder, okay, God, did I make the wrong turn somewhere? Did I miss something? God, I haven't heard from you in a while. But sometimes that's just the way God works. And so in those moments, we are to continue the last thing that God had told us to do. We, we see this in the, uh, in, the, in the transition from the Old Testament and the New Testament. 400 years of God's silence. One of the last things that God tells the people is to keep your eyes ahead, looking for the Messiah, looking for the Savior. And I think most people were like, okay, we're looking, we're looking, we're looking. You know, 100 years passed, 200 years passed, 300, 400 years of God quiet. And some people probably wondered, you know, I don't even think it's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't, think, I don't think there's no Messiah. God just kind of quiet. It kind of drop off the face of the earth. You know, we're not even sure, you know, what we grew up with, what my great, 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 great grandparents, you know, if they even believe the things that we need to believe anymore. Maybe things change. But there was always a remnant of people, even through that 400 years, that say, you know what, we're going to stay faithful to the last thing that we've heard from God. We're going to keep our eyes ahead. We're going to keep our eyes looking for the Messiah. We're going to keep on, we're not going to change course. We're not going to change path. I was on my way to a conference in, in Columbus, Ohio, about 10 years ago. Columbus, Ohio, never been to Columbus, Ohio. And, and uh, so I'm on, my road, on a road, on a journey there. I got my Garmin GPS. How many of you had a Garmin GPS, okay? How many of you had a Tom Tom? Was it Tom Tom? I don't know, Tom Tom. Okay, you got some Tom Tom, that's the Garmin. Now they're both kind of obsolete because you all have it on your on your phone, okay, all right. So uh, anyway, I had a Garmin GPS, and I, uh, I, I put in Columbus, Ohio, the destination, 
And then I'm by myself, I'm just driving. And, and there was a weird thing about GPS 10 years ago where, you know, they might send you one direction, but then coming back, it's a different direction. It's never the same thing, all right? And so I'm, I'm just following the orders of, of what the GPS is telling me. And before you know it, I am driving in the middle of dead nowhere. I mean, I'm, I'm following the course. It's telling me, and I'm in the middle of farmland. I'm, at dirt, I'm driving on dirt roads. And I'm like, I don't know where this thing is taking me, but, you know, I'm going to keep following the GPS, okay? You know, they're taking me on a wild adventure here, but we'll stay with it. All right? And then the worst thing could happen, because I'm in the middle of nowhere, right? The worst thing happened. Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? Searching for satellite. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right, where, where do I go from here, right? And this went on for about 45 minutes to an hour. And the only thing I could do was, you know what, just follow the last thing they told me to do. I, I'm just going to stay the course. And after about 45 minutes to an hour, you know, I finally, you know, it found a satellite, and it got me back on, you know, maybe a few course corrections. I wasn't far off the mark, and I was back on my journey. You know, and, and so for us, listen, We've got to follow, we've got to be faithful to the last thing that God has turned us to do. You hit a bump on the road, we see this all the time, you will hit a bump in the road. And you're going to wonder, hey, you know, should I have turned back there? You know, uh, uh, this isn't so fun no more. God, I haven't heard from you in a while. You know, you told me to take this job and, and you told me to get into this relationship and then you've been silenced. God, what am I supposed to do here? And the best thing you can do is to continue to do the last thing that God has told you to do. Be faithful to the last thing you do. Stay faithful. If God got you in that job, stay faithful to that job until you hear otherwise. If you're in, that, if you're in a uh, relationship, you stay in that relationship until God tells you otherwise. Whatever the situation might be, you stay with it until God tells you otherwise. And so oftentimes, we allow circumstances to control the decisions we make. We allow circumstances to control what we think, and we ignore or avoid or disobey what God has told us to do. And circumstances should never cancel what God has told you to do. It should never do that. John chapter 14, verse 21. Jesus said, whoever has my commands and, and keep them, is the one who loves me. Okay, that's about, remember, that's about obedience, right? Obedience is the key. He said, if you love me, you're going to show that through obeying. He said, the one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them, and I will show myself to them. You see, when you obey God, and you continue to do what he's already shown you to do, he's faithful. Sometimes he just wants to test our patience so we can grow in that moment, in those times. But he's faithful. He's not going to lead you into a dead-end road. Follow the last thing that God has told you to do, even when God seems silent sometimes. We stay faithful to him. Is there an area of your life right now where you're getting impatient? You're uncertain what's next? Do you really want to hear from God? If so, yes. If so, pray. Ask God for direction. Look for God's will. See if there's something new. But in the meanwhile, keep doing what you know God has already told you to do. Stay faithful to him. Number two, 
as we remain in him, to continue this journey past these eight weeks of experiencing God, we've got to continue to draw close to God. One of the dangers of this series, now that we're done, so many of you have been telling me that you've been involved in, in reading God's word every day and, and devotionals, you've been connected to life group. But the greatest danger is now that we're done, you know, that we would drift back into the way it used to be. That we would fall away from devotions that we should have in a quiet time with God every day and praying to God. That maybe when the life group is over, you know what, you know, things are starting to open up and, you know, the pandemic is kind of dying down and I'm going to start getting a little bit more busy now and I, 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 I'm not going to have as much time for, you know, my spiritual development and connection with people in life groups. And we find ourselves drifting. I've seen this all the time, the drift. We don't see it overnight. But we always see the drift. You know, it's like going into the ocean. I've said it before, it's like playing in the ocean. You're in the water, having a great time, you know? And you're in the water for 30, 40 minutes. And next thing you know, it, uh, you get out of the water and look for your beach chair, your umbrella. And you can't find it. Why? Because you slowly drifted down the coast. You have to walk back a half a mile because you've drifted. You don't even know you've drifted. And that's the greatest danger. Now that we're ending the series, is, you know what? You know, that was great. That was a great eight weeks. And I'm going to kind of get back to my normal. You know, that kind of helped me a little bit. I got some new habit. But you stop drawing closer to God. We drift away from God. Instead of drawing yourself closer to God. James chapter 4, verse 8. Come near to God. And he will come near to you. He wants you, he wants you to draw closer to him. Closer to him. How, how, what, what are some things that we can do? Well, basically, number one, a couple ideas. You know, practice some of the stuff that we talk about in this series. The reason why you got handout notes is so that, you know, you can keep track and review and, and help yourself with these principles that we've talked about. Um, Another thing you can do, commit right now. So you know what? I'm going to commit to God. I'm going to be faithful to church. I'm going to be faithful to, God, to God's house. You know, if you're watching online, I'm going to be faithful to watching online until I'm ready to get back into church. I'm, I'm going to be faithful. I'm committed. I'm going, to, I'm going to attend anniversary Sunday next Sunday. I'm going to be at Easter Sunday. And I'm going to be involved. I'm going to be involved in the next sermon series. I'm going to be plugged in. So make a commitment. Uh, devotion, make a commitment, commitment. You know what? I'm not going to quit my quiet time every day with God. I'm going to make that a, a habit, a discipline in my life so that I can keep growing in my walk with God. Life groups. You know, we're, we're wrapping up our life groups and we'll have another semester after Easter. Commit and say, you know what? I'm going to be a part of life group. In fact, we're going to actually have a couple life groups um, called Experiencing God. And uh, we're just kind of curious, you know, if you say, man, I want to be a part of that. I want to deepen my connection with God, experience God. And if you're interested, on the back of your connection card, there's a place that says, hey, I'm interested in an experiencing God life group. So we'll make sure we have enough group for that. We'll have some other group. But if you're like, man, I want to, I want to get a study more. I want to get what I've heard on Sunday morning. I want to ingrain this more in my mind. Uh, this is an awesome class, an awesome group. We're, we're already set, setting up two, but if we need to make more, we'll make more. 
And uh, we want to make you, help you grow in your walk with God. But life group, make a commitment. Say, you know what, I'm going to get connected. This is so important, this next statement. Your current walk with God right now is not adequate for what God wants to do in and through you for the rest of 2021. Don't ever say, man, I've arrived. Man, my spiritual walk is here. And I'm glad where you're at today. But don't let that be enough. Don't settle. So your, your current walk with God, as it stands right now, it's not adequate for what God wants to take you in 2021 and 2022 and for the rest of your life. Christian life is all about constantly drawing closer to God. That's part of the remaining, the continuous obedience. Number three, continue to look for God working around me. Continue to look for God working all around us. As we close out this series, have your eyes open to God's activity all around you. He's working every day. And again, you know, the, part of our human tendency here. Now we experience God, we take a step of faith, we get excited about it, but then over time, we begin to get comfortable. We settle. Now one of the, one of the things that was, one of my greatest fears uh, moving a late point church from a portable situation, we've been portable for nine, uh, nine years, to a permanent facility. As exciting as that was, the movement to a building, we didn't have to set up and tear down every day, you know, especially on daylight saving Sunday. I mean, they get up at six o'clock, they're here at six o'clock setting up. You know, on daylight saving time, it's tough, okay? You know, so, but man, we had an awesome team, and they loved it. And, and, and we did it. And, and then my greatest fear, though, that, that when we move over here, is that we would settle. That we would say, hey, we've arrived, we've got a building, we don't have to work so hard. We could just uh, kind of just go through the motions. And that was my greatest fear. I didn't say, man, I, my, I don't want to be a church that's just kind of going through the motions. I don't want to be a church that just flocks through a passion for people. I don't want to be a church that lost their compassion for others. Because if we ever become a church, if we ever become a church that we've lost our community impact, that we're just going through the motions, then we might as well lock up our doors and shut it down. That's not what I'm called to do. That's, what I'm called, not, that's not what I'm called to lead Lake Point Church. Because we're going to keep moving forward. We want to see God work. We say, man, whatever you're doing in our community, whatever you're doing in our world, we want to be a part of it, God. We don't want to just settle and be inward focused. We want to keep moving ahead. We got to continue to look forward to what God, God's work all around us. We got to continue to do that. We've got to believe that God is not done with you. That God is not done with you. Hey, why don't you do this? Help me out. I'm going to wake you up a little bit. Some of you are like, okay. All right, I'm going to look at someone next to you, and I want you to tell that person, hey, buddy, God's not done with you. Go ahead. All right, come on. All right, good, good, good. And then I want you to look at that same person again. 
And I want you to say, hey, God's not done with me either. That's right, that's right. God, hey, he's not done with you. He's still working on you. He's still got a plan. Every day, he's doing something. Isaiah 43, verse 19. He said, for I'm about to do something new. I love that. God said, man, I'm about to do something new. And God's about to do something new in your life. He said, I've already begun. See, God already got the plan going. He's already got it happening already. He said, man, I'm, I'm doing something new. And then he said, do you not see it? Do you not see it? He said, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will make rivers. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. I will take what seems impossible, and I will do the possible. I want you to see it. Hey, I'm doing something new. Hey, can't you see it? I'm not done with you. God is not done with you. And they're creating something new every day. And she's making you not see it. Because she wants to do something in your lives to bring purpose for his glory so that people can see that you're a disciple of Jesus Christ. What's the new thing that God is speaking to you right now? What is it? Hey, in the church, what's the new thing? For some of you, the new thing might be, like, you know what? I need to jump in and be a member of Late Point. I need to roll up the sleeve and get busy. God is doing something here, and I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of the mission and vision of what God is doing. Sign me up. I want to be a part of it. We've got a membership class in March. I'm sorry, not March. April. April 18th. Sign up. You can sign up on the back of your connection card right now. You say, you know what? Me and my family want to go. We want to discover what late points are all about and see if this is the place where we can get busy and get connected here at Lake Point. Volunteer opportunities. You know, there's an opportunity called Easter Sunday. We're calling it Easter weekend for the first time. Because I'm not going to settle and just kind of go through the motions. We're going to add more services. This is got you crazy. I know. That's okay. I, my wife tells me I'm crazy all the time. But we're adding the fourth service on Saturday at 5 o'clock. We've got the three services on Sunday morning. Adding the fourth service so that we can reach more people. And so God may be speaking something new and say, you know what? I want you to jump in and serve. And you see on the back of your connection card. You know, it says, hey, I want to serve, volunteer for an Easter service. I'll be kids. We need some greeters. You know, if you can smile and you've got good breath, you can be a good greeter. <laughs> All right? Parking. Be out there helping people get in their parking spot, wave, let them know that they're in, welcome them as they come in the parking lot auditorium host team to help people find their seat. One of these areas. I should say, you know what? I'm willing. I'm willing. I, I got some flexibility. If I got to be here at 5 o'clock to serve on Saturday night, sign me up. Because we're about reaching people and helping people meet God and taking their next step with God. That's what we're all about. Get on mission with that. It's funny because we're, we're spending thousands of dollars to go on a mission trip on the other side of the world. For five days. I'm giving you a free mission trip called Easter weekend. And to be a part of what God is doing right in our own mission field. God's at work right here in our community. God's at work in this world right now. Believe it or not. I actually believe this. I actually believe this. 
that God's greatest anointing, God's greatest revival in our world is just around the corner. And I want to be a part of it. I want to be a part of what God is doing. And so let's be a part of that. Baptism, May 23rd. You say, man, what? that's my next step. I need to take a next step and say, hey, I'm a follower of Jesus and I'm going to declare it by getting dunk. I'm going to get dunk. That I believe that Jesus died, was buried, and rose again. I believe it. And I'm going to follow him in obedience. Take a next step in believers' baptism. Number four, we got to wrap this up pretty quick. But number four, we're going to continue to avoid the roadblock to God's will. Because when you get on this journey, whatever journey you're on, you know, the journey for God. You know, let's just say we're going on a road trip to Florida. We're going to hit some roadblocks, some detours. It's going to happen. And your journey with God is going to be roadblocks. Roadblocks of, of conflicts. It might be a roadblock of busyness. Oh, I'm too busy. I don't really have time to push through God. But busyness is a roadblock. Uh, sin is another roadblock. We're going to face these roadblocks. But there's hope when we fall off the road. There's always hope when we get off God's path. There is. Jeremiah chapter 6. Jeremiah is, is preaching to the people of Judah. They have gotten off track. They're about to face the judgment of God. But Jeremiah is saying, there is still hope if you can get off that track, off your road, because your road, Judah, is a dead end. But there is hope to get back on the path. Jeremiah chapter 6 and verse 16. This is what he says. He says, stop at the crossroads. Look around. Ask for the old godly way. Walk in it. Travel its path. Uh, you will find rest for your souls. Jeremiah said, there is hope. And if you're here today and you say, man, I'm off track. There is hope. Unfortunately, Judah, they said, no, that's not the road we want. And unfortunately, they met their end. Got judgment. Then the Babylonian army and the empire came over, destroyed Jerusalem, and destroyed the country. But God had a plan and a hope. And it's always hope. Listen, my friend, if you're off track, you say, man, I've taken a wrong turn. I've taken a wrong exit. Just like a GPS, anytime you make a wrong turn, what does the GPS do? It recalibrates. It shows us, hey, here's how you get back on. And listen, God does that with us. Every time you get off the road, God said, come back to me. Come back to me. Here's the map. Here's the way. Come back to the path, and you will find rest for your soul. You will stop fighting me and stop having conflict with me. Get back on the road, because if you, take, if you stay off the road, then you have that annoying voice on that GPS system that says, you know, next turn, take a left. Next turn, take another left. Oh, now you need to take a right. It's so annoying. You know what's best? If you get back on the road and get in the peace of God and walk in it, be in it, experience him. Number five, continue to trust that God will provide all I need. Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. Continue to trust that God 
will be there to meet you in your needs. To meet you in your needs. God will supply it. Maybe this past year, maybe recently you've lost someone that was close to you. Maybe it's a broken relationship. Maybe a, a relationship, you know, that you're grieving over. Maybe someone passed away. I hope that you'll remember that God will supply your needs. He will meet you where you're at. And He will become your comforter in your broken times. Or maybe you're worried about paying the bills. You're scared. God's going to reveal to you and demonstrate that He will come to you as your provider. And your relationship with Him begin to deepen because you see God there for your needs. Maybe you're facing a challenge. Uh, you don't know if you can overcome it. You feel like it's over your head. But God's going to reveal to you that He is God Almighty, the Sovereign Lord, and that He's in control. And when you see that, that your understanding of Him just deepens because you see Him in charge. I pray that this morning we begin to see God. We begin to trust Him for the journey. That He will supply all your needs. He will meet you there every step of the way. So John 15, 5. Memorize it. Write it on a post-it note, three by five cards. Take a picture and put it on your phone, whatever it is. But traverse the key but Jesus says, I am the vine, and you are the branches. If you remain in me, and I in you, you will bear much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And as we wrap up this series, the Experiencing God series, I've got a prayer. You see this on the back of your handout note. And again, maybe this is a prayer that you put on your refrigerator, maybe in the Bible, whatever it might make sense, but to keep it in front of you. It's a experiencing God prayer. I want you to do this with me. All right? Say it out loud. And I want you to say this prayer. You see on the screen? You see on your handout. Ready? Lord, I will do anything you require of me. Wherever you want me to go, I'll go. Whatever the circumstances, I'm willing to follow. If you want to meet a need through my life, I am your servant, and I will do whatever is required. I will obey everything you tell me so I can experience you fully in my everyday life. Amen. Our Heavenly Father, we ask your help us today. Help us to continue to continue the journey where we can experience you. Because life is short, too short to just go through the motions. But you have something for all of us. And so God, I pray that we will do anything that you require of all of us. God, wherever you want to go, God, I pray that we will have the heart of sacrifice and surrender to go. Whatever the circumstances, Good or bad, God, I'm willing to follow. God, if you want me, God, if you want to meet a need through my life, 
God, I am your servant and I will do whatever is required. God, help us to obey you in everything you tell us so that we can experience you every day in your full capacity. Well, God, we thank you for this series. God, I pray that you will help us continue to grow in your walk with you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.